Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Scott Hood joining me, Emerson Phillips, to talk Gamecock basketball. Scott, a rough weekend for Gamecock basketball fans. I think there was a lot of optimism that South Carolina was going to be in the NCAA tournament, and we found out uh, yesterday that the Gamecocks are not in. So it's an NIT bid for South Carolina. The Gamecocks will host High Point in the first round of the NIT tomorrow night, 7 o'clock tip at the Colonial Life Arena. Scott, wanted to get your reaction, first of all, uh, on the Gamecocks being left out of the NCAA tournament. A lot of folks felt like Carolina would be in. Looks like that third loss to Georgia was the nail in the Gamecocks coffin. Yeah, Emerson, I thought that, uh, I thought Frank Martin summed it up pretty well at his press conference uh, yesterday. He said that following the road win at Arkansas to close out the regular season, I think the Gamecocks felt they were, they were in pretty good shape. Um, but then I think, uh, those last 20 seconds of the quarterfinal loss to Georgia, I think are going to haunt the Gamecocks all season where they let a guy um, escape a trap in midcourt, drive to the basket, score a layup to tie the game. And then, of course, the, the Gamecocks' last last true possession of the game where um, Sindor Stonewall was stripped of the ball and he ended up committing a loose ball foul and Georgia ended up hitting the, the uh, winning free throw. So um, those those last 20 seconds are, are really going to be painful to watch for Frank Martin and his team uh, through the offseason. Um, as, as for the snub, you know, I thought the, the electric 
pretty electric atmosphere over at the Alumni Center yesterday. I think the crowd was into it. There's a, really a big crowd. The band was there. The cheerleaders were there. It was a good atmosphere. Uh, but going in, um, you knew you knew South Carolina was was clearly on the bubble. It could go either way. Their their RPI was was um, was in the 60s. So uh, based on history, you knew that uh, they could they could be in or they could be out. And of course, they ended up ended up being out. But in my opinion, Emerson, the bigger issue is how the tournament selection committee treated the SEC, not just this year, but uh, how they've done that in, in, in years past. In my opinion, the fact that the SEC only got three teams in is a joke. Um, it, it seems to me that the uh, that the, the, the tournament selection committee, for some reason, has a, has historically had a hostile attitude uh, toward, the, toward the SEC. And I thought, in fact, I watched the SEC network last night, and I thought one of the analysts, uh, put it hit it dead on. He said that the SC basketball is, in his, his opinion, was held, is unfairly held to a higher standard because of the conference's success in football. That that because of the success in football, um, there may be it may be some sort of movement behind in some of the other conferences to keep the SC down in basketball. And I would not I would not discount that. I think that I think there's some truth to that. And 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 the, and the fact that Joe Castiglione who's the Oklahoma AD, was the chairman of the Tournament Selection Committee. And he's a, he, and he, of course, has publicly supported Bob Stoops' anti-SEC rhetoric in the past. So I think this, the, I think there's a history there, um, has been history in the past. And, and the fact that, that schools like South Carolina, Florida, and Georgia did not get into the tournament, even though they were ranked much higher in the RPI than, than Syracuse yeah. and, 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 and Tulsa, in fact, I think uh, last night I was watching on the SC Network. Joe Lenardi des- described the Tulsa pick. He said it was the worst at-large selection in the, in the last 20 years, and, and, and I pretty much agree with that. And, and so this sounds like they were, their, their attitude was ABS, any, anybody but the SEC. Hmm. And, 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 and if you watch, if you watch Frank Martin's press conference yesterday, if you watch the replay of it, uh, the very first question I asked him about that, uh, he, he's, he's been very outspoken. About the SEC's lack of lack of respect that they get nationally, um, and I think that sort of manifested itself again yesterday. And uh, and I so, so I think the SEC, I think Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, I think this is a test for him. I think he needs to challenge the, S, the NCA and and get and demand answers as to why the SEC gets no respect come late March when it comes to the NCA tournament selection time. Scott, I can't say I was completely surprised that the Gamecocks did not get in based on a couple of factors. Number one, strength of schedule. South Carolina was about right. number 296, I believe it was, right. in strength of schedule. So no real shock there. And you couple that with the three losses to Georgia, obviously uh, did not did not help the Gamecocks cause. But what really did surprise right. me was three teams in particular that got in ahead of South Carolina, Tulsa being the first. The Gamecocks beat Tulsa at the Paradise Jam a neutral right. court game back in November. It was very early in the season, but the Gamecocks beat them head-to-head. Vanderbilt got in. South Carolina only played Vandy one time this year, and the Gamecocks beat Vanderbilt at the Colonial Life Arena. Uh, and then you have Syracuse, which was 71st. I believe I saw you posted on Twitter uh, in the RPI. The Gamecocks were 65th. Syracuse was 71st. 
Syracuse had lost five of the last six games of the season, right. and, and they lost in the first round of the ACC tournament. And somehow, inexplicably, all three of these teams are in, and the Gamecocks are left out. It's just a bitter pill to swallow. No, it, it is a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. And in fact, I I tweeted out as well, Emerson, as we saw it, that I, I think CBS's fingerprints are all over the still over the Syracuse selection for, for TV ratings. I would not that would not surprise me at all um, if, if CBS. Now, anyone who thinks that CBS is is paying billions of dollars to the NCA and they don't have some sort of voice in the selection process. Is naive and gullible. Um, don't believe that for a second. I think CBS has some influence. And I think I think the Syracuse pick is strong evidence of that, in my opinion, because of Syracuse's uh, national national name, Jim Beheim being the coach. So he hit, remember, here's he the team whose coach was banned for nine games this season okay. because of cheating and academic fraud. Yeah. Yet they get in, yet they get into the yet they get into the NCAA tournament and as you mentioned lost five of the last six games. They didn't deserve to be in the tournament. But I think but because of their name and because they're in the ACC, uh, but primarily because of their name and their nationally known brand they got into the tournament. That, to me, that's the only reason why Syracuse got in. Yeah, and don't... Um, over 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 schools like Syracuse, over schools like South Carolina. Florida, Georgia, and some other more deserving, more deserving uh, schools. Yeah, and speaking of scandals, I won't even get started on Frank Haith at Tulsa and what he, what happened with Missouri. We won't get into all that. We'll save that for another time. Uh, so, Scott, you know, you get lemons, you make lemonade. Gamecocks get a number one seed in the NIT. Let's right. talk about tomorrow night's game. It'll be High Point, uh, a team that you know a lot of folks listening today may not know a lot about, but this is a pretty doggone good program out of the Big South. It is a very good program. Uh, Scott Cherry, uh, some people may know, um, Scott Cherry is the head coach of Five Point, and he was an assistant coach under Darren Horn in Horn's first year here at South Carolina. Um, and, and, and Emerson, more than one person has, has pointed out in, in that, that that after Cherry left, the South Carolina program didn't, didn't, didn't do too well under <laughs> Darren Horn. So a lot of people think that maybe, maybe Cherry's exit to take the High Point job uh, led in part to the downfall of the Gamecock program under Darren Horn, and I think there's probably some, uh, some some basis to that. So, but he's done a very good job building the High Point program. They won four or five straight Big South regular season championships. Uh, apparently, they must have they must have they must struggle to win the tournament because obviously the Big South is 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 a one bid league, so everything depends on the conference tournament. The High Point has done well in the regular season, but they haven't been able to win the haven't been able to win the uh, the conference tournaments. They haven't been the NCAs too much, but that's, this is a very good basketball team that's going to come to Columbia, and and I think I think the storyline with Scott Cherry um, is is is, is going to be uh, one I think the media is going to jump all over, and I would not be surprised at all if Scott Cherry is actually the pregame or postgame about his time here at the, here in South Carolina. So yeah. um, to me to me that's the main storyline. And and because uh, obviously we no one really up here down here at South Carolina really knows all that much about High Point because we don't see him play all that much. The Big South is, is a very good basketball league. Uh, I think it's underrated nationally, but again, it, it is a one bid league. So um, so you can do well in the regular season, but if you don't win that conference tournament, you don't get into the NCAs, which is High Point has experienced the last uh, few years. All right, High Point is twenty one and ten. 7 o'clock tip, Tuesday night, March 15th, at the Colonial Life Arena. It'll be televised on ESPNU. Tickets are on sale now. They're $15, and it's general admission. So it's a 32-team tournament in the NIT. You win three games. You go to the Final Four at Madison Square Garden, and because the Gamecocks are number one seed, they'll be at home 
as long as they remain in the tournament. And if they reach the Final Four, obviously that's at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Scott, if the Gamecocks can handle high point, they'll get the winner of Georgia Tech and Houston. And Georgia Tech is a pretty good team as well. They beat Clemson twice this year, and that's a team that could present some problems in round two if that's what ends up being a matchup. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's not a coincidence, Emerson, that the uh, I think the NIT committee here is certainly eyeing an SEC versus ACC battle in the second round with South Carolina and Georgia Tech. So that would be a that would be a great game. I think that's a game that could potentially draw a pretty big crowd because obviously there's still a lot of old. Old school Gamecock fans who still remember the days of when the Gamecocks were in the ACC and had all those battles. So, I think I think a game against Georgia Tech would be would be a very popular draw from in, in terms of attendance. I think the I think Call Life Arena would that would definitely be rocking for that one. No they could, question. If they could host, if they, host, if they could host a, if they would host Georgia Tech at home. Yeah, Tech's got Houston. That'll be in Atlanta, and that game will be on Wednesday night. So Georgia Tech and Houston, the four-five matchup in this. Right section of the bracket and we look at the rest of the, uh, this quadrant here scott it's washington and long beach state that's a three and a six and san diego state coached by steve fisher perennial tournament team in the nit this year some people felt like they were a snub for the ncaa tournament they're 25 and 9 and they get indiana fort worth in the 2-7 matchup so that's the gamecocks quarter of the bracket and let's talk about the rest of the bracket as a whole. Scott, uh, Clemson did not get an NIT invite. LSU opted not to participate in the postseason in any way, shape, or form after they did not get into the NCAA tournament. Georgia got a three seed. They're on the opposite half of the bracket from South Carolina. St. Bonaventure, Valpo, and Monmouth, the other number one seeds. Yeah, I think overall, I think the, it's, a, it's a strong NIT field from the teams that I saw. You know, I think, obviously, you talk about a team like San Diego State. I believe they were the Mountain West regular season champions. Um, so, again, if, if you're like the SEC, I'm sure the Mountain West has got to feel like they're being disrespected because of the fact that the regular season champion did not get an at-large berth into the, into, the, uh, into the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I mean, you got you, obviously you, you, you wonder how some of these teams are, go, are going to react to the disappointment of making the NCAA tournament, and with South Carolina certainly being one of those schools. So if South Carolina can 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 recover mentally and come out and, and they played well on tomorrow night against High Point, I think they should win that game. And then at some point, either over the weekend or next Monday night, they'll they'll probably host uh, either Georgia Tech or Houston at the at the Colonial Life Arena. So again, yeah, I, I think Frank Martin said it uh, yesterday. They want they want to view these games as not only as a reward for the seniors for this year, but also perhaps as a, as a first step toward uh, preparing uh, for next season and some playing time for some of these, uh, some of these uh, players that are coming back uh, next year. But, but certainly uh, I am glad that guys like Michael Carrera can continue their careers and he hope he can play tomorrow night. Obviously that hip injury um, kept him out of the Georgia game and that certainly hurt uh, South Carolina, no doubt. So, um, it's interesting to see if he can play tomorrow night. But certainly for the, guys, for the seniors, I'm glad to get to play at least one more basketball game. Yeah, it really felt for the Gamecocks seniors that, um, you know, had a 24-win season. And I saw uh, that South Carolina becomes the first major conference team 
in history to win 24 games and not get an invite to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Hard to figure. Uh, Andy Demetra was on Twitter. He looked all the way back to 2002. No 24-win team in a major conference had ever been left out of the tournament. And as far as we can tell, since the field expanded to 64 teams years ago, uh, every major conference team that won 24 games or more had gotten into the NCAA tournament. So South Carolina uh, becomes the first to be denied. But uh, the Gamecocks do have this number one seed in the NIT. Scott, I see it going one of two ways. Uh, Either the Gamecocks are so disappointed that they didn't get in the tournament that maybe they're not emotionally invested in this NIT or they're angry and they use it as a springboard to success in this tournament, which could carry over into next year. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think uh, Gamecock fans obviously hope that it's the latter. And, and, and I think it will be the latter. I think uh, Frank Mines is a good enough coach, and I think you've got guys like Michael Carrera and their character. I think they'll come out tomorrow night, and they'll, I think they'll play well in the side point. And I think they'll advance, and, uh, and they'll have, we'll have another home game here. Um, this coming weekend um, against either Georgia Tech or Houston, it should be a it should be a busy weekend at the at the CLA with the uh, with the women's team playing at uh, probably playing two home games and the men's basketball team p- perhaps playing in the second round game NIT game. It's going to be a going to be a pretty busy weekend over there at the, uh, the arena. Certainly, it certainly will be. Man, a sublime weekend. A lot of folks didn't see it coming. The Gamecocks left out of the NCAA tournament, but. Uh, optimism is high that the Gamecocks will be able to win the NIT again. Twice they've won it uh, this century and have a chance to do it again this year. And, you know, Scott, I know it's a disappointment. Obviously, you don't get in a tournament, but if you win the NIT, that is uh, a feather in the cap of the program, and it has frequently served as a springboard to success uh, for programs that have won this tournament in the past. So maybe that will be the case for the Gamecocks as we put a bow on the 2016 season. Certainly the Gamecocks have a, have a good history with the NIT with the back-to-back titles in 05 and 06. So uh, we'll see how they, how they do again. Um, I think they can win at least, win at least win a couple of games. And, and I'd like to see them at least get to New York City. I think playing in, I think playing in Madison Square Garden has to be a thrill for any basketball player considering that arena's history. And just making it to New York City uh, would be a, would, I think, would be a great achievement uh, for this program as a stepping stone into next season. Certainly would, Scott. Great update today. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's Scott Hood, and I'm Emerson Phillips. Gamecock basketball report here on Gamecock Central Radio, and we'll have more Gamecock news and information coming your way soon here on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and 
Vermont, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.